You're listening to Two Guys on Politics with former Congressman Bill Lipinski and former Chicago City Hall reporter Ray Hanania. Two Guys on Politics examines the perspective of Reagan Democrats. Enjoy the show. I'm Ray Hanania. I'm Bill Lipinski. And Bill, a lot of big news this week, huh? We had two big cases that uh, ended. Uh, one went one way. The radical left was upset about it. And one went the other right. way. And the radical left is happy about it, I think. I'm not sure. I think I haven't but, heard a report yet from the left, but I would assume they'd be happy about it. Well, if, Although there were two of the three guys didn't get the worst murder charge upheld. The father... And, and the guy that videotaped it. In the second, you mean in the Ar- Ahmed Arbery shooting, killing? Yes. yes. Yeah, yeah. I was just reading that too. But let, let, you wanted, let's start with the Rittenberg. House. Rittenhouse. Rittenberg was an alderman. Not a... Not a <laughs> what was his name again? I, Ivan uh, Rittenberg, I think, was it? Ivan, Ivan Rittenberg. You Ivan, got it. Yeah, he was a little controversial, nice guy. And uh, yeah, I always was, keep saying that name instead of Rittenhouse. He was he was kind of a newsmaker in the city council, always uh, causing trouble too. So he was an ex policeman too. Yes, he was. I think, I think he's the one that left his gun in the ba- in the uh, men's bathroom in city hall um, when he went back out to the city council, and they found the weapon there. He had it on him, and he put it on top of the basin of the. That sounds like something Iron would do. I think he did. I remember writing a story about that, too. So, all right. But Rittenhouse. Uh, so that ended up and, you know, a lot of people were upset. There were some protests. Um, is the right out there protesting or the conservative right protesting against the uh, Ahmed Arbery uh, re- decision? No, we, yeah, I, you I and I not. both think it's right. You and I both think yeah. it was the right decision. No, no question about it. So we're not exploiting it for political reasons the way the left exploited, I think, the Rittenhouse, uh, you know, case. They're unhappy that he didn't get convicted. Yes. And uh, but uh, there were a lot I, of reasons. That, you I got to ask you a question, right? Yeah. Uh, sorry to interrupt you, but I just read this today. The three people that he shot. Is it true that one was in jail for? Uh, sexual assaulting minors. Yeah, that guy, uh, Joseph Rosenbaum, I think he was the first person Rittenhouse shot. Uh, he threatened Rittenhouse, said he was going to kill him earlier in the day, and then came back later, saw him and started chasing him, and he had a gun. Um, but yeah, we didn't read, nobody read about his background until after the trial. That's when they really brought it out. But yeah, he was convicted of uh, sexually molesting five uh boys and uh, he went to jail for i think one story i they said 15 years but i thought it was like 12 years to 15 years you know that's a lot of time and he was released and he had some warrants out on him and who brings a gun to a peace protest right i'm not going to get into that because rittenhouse brought a gun so i go down that road no, but the point is that, you know, why do they only complain about one guy bringing a gun oh, to the right, Rittenhouse? The other two guys, one guy is a communist. Right. And, and he's the guy that pulled the gun on Rittenhouse. And then the, th- the third guy has been uh, convicted of the domestic violence. 
Yeah, I mean, they they all had bad records. And you remember, like during Biden's campaign for president, when Trump was the president, he made a big deal about Rittenhouse's background. He's yes, the absolutely. one Biden uh, can't candidate Biden, the former vice president, who's now the president, was saying that uh, Rittenhouse was a white uh, supremacist. And Correct. they painted they said his background was important. We need to know all about Rittenhouse's background, right? Because it had impact on the trial. But don't say nothing about the backgrounds of the three people that were shot. Oh, that is just incredible to me. I knew nothing about that until a couple of days after the trial was over. Yeah, that's because the media finally started reporting on it. And uh, it was almost like they were managing it. Um, this biased far left, you know, it's not, a, and I hate to associate left with Democrats because there are a lot of good Democrats in the world. And, yes, um, but the left, this extreme left, you know, has, has the media in a headlock and it's like, they're manipulating the facts, aren't they? Why don't they trust you and me? Why, why is the news media so much in the pocket of the left-wingers and the progressives. Do you have an answer for that? I don't. I don't understand it. Well, I mean, listen, on the one hand, they take advantage of the Demo the good side of the Democratic Party, the Democrat yes. Party. Not the, I hate to say Democratic Party, the Democrat Party, because well, now, we're all Democratic, right? Well, the, the Democrats call themselves the Democratic Party. Yeah, that's because the they want to take over the process. The Republicans call them. The Democrat. Now you got me. The Forget it. <laughs> no, th that's all right. But they're, I like to refer to them as the Democrat Party. Uh, there are a lot of good issues, a lot of good people in the Democrat Party. They, the Democrats have great programs. There's some really good stuff there. And they do care, I think, a little bit more, you know, for the people that have less money. Um, but it's the extremists that kind of hijack that spirit of the Democrat Democratic Party. And they make it their own and they drag it all the way to the far left. It isn't enough just to, you know, uh, provide money for the poor. You got to pile it on because they know the poor are their voters and the That's poor it. are readers of a lot of the newspapers. They follow the media the, and the right. I think the conservative, you know, the Republican Party and the conservatives, I don't think they like like the media over years of this media bias going on. It's just grown into like a giant, uh, you know, a monster, I think. So it, there's this division. So the media tends to lean to the left and the far left is the big news story, not the moderate common sense, you know, center, you know, uh, Democrats like you and me, the Reagan well, Democrats. I, right. When I was a member of the Democratic Party, in the House of Representatives, uh, I saw the party moving further and further to the left, unfortunately. Uh, but the news, it's, the news media has always been, I think, slanted towards the left. But as the years have gone by, the last 15, 20 years, I think it's terrible what has happened with the news media in this country. They are an organ, an organ of the progressive wing of the Democratic Party. Yeah, they're like part of the political organization. Absolutely. 
Yeah. And, and that really shouldn't be. I mean, that's the shameful part. And we see it in the reaction to the two trials. Rittenhouse, you know, I mean, even President Biden, he didn't backtrack over his earlier comments saying that the Rittenhouse was a white supremacist. But he did say, well, I didn't agree with this. I think that this was wrong, but we have we have to have faith in the jury system. That was Biden's response. And I'm thinking that's kind of a wishy-washy way to say I didn't like what happened, but okay, let's move on. But then with this one, it's like, yeah, justice prevailed, you know, with the Arbery case. And and in fact, I think you and I agree. I mean, yes, I agree. I agree with you, but you and I are different than the people on the far left. They they took sides. I'm not taking sides. You're not taking sides. These three guys that shot this African-American who was jogging. I mean, I, I guess the worst thing he did was he was walking around a house that was being built, looking around. He didn't steal nothing. Um, they heard a rumor that something had happened. There was some uh, thing. And the first thing they do is they see a African-American and they and he's running. He's jogging. Um, they think he's a troublemaker and you just shoot him. That to me is is wrong. And yeah, I, I thought think- it was an open and shut case. And I think you and I are more courageous than the far left to admit that and acknowledge it and say, you know what, that is wrong. You know, people, even Rittenhouse, I saw him say that he's not against Black Lives Matter, the principle of, you know, equality for African-Americans. What he's against is the radical elements in Black Lives Matter. And I'm against that, too. There, There's some crazy people, not everybody, but there are some people that have led this movement into a real violent you know, uh, movement across the country. And the yeah, I, you know, I think that Rittenhouse has done extremely well in all the interviews he's had on TV and radio. Yes. I was very proud of what he had to say, how he handled himself. But I have to admit, I was disappointed when I found out that he went down to meet with President Trump and had a picture taken with President Trump and then publicized it. Now, you know, he was the president of the United States. He was duly elected. Then he was duly defeated, but he received an awful lot of votes. I understand that. Right. But he is associated with the rather extreme right, right of the Republican Party. And I didn't think that Rittenhouse wanted to get involved in politics one way or another, quite frankly. But by him going down there and appearing with Trump, I think uh, I think he hurt his, his overall uh, position yeah. for the future. Like even though he was on solid ground with what he did um, and the verdict was good, you're absolutely right. Going down to Trump is almost an embrace of the craziness on the far right. Yes. You know, and there's craziness on both sides, the far left and the far right. That he shouldn't we shouldn't embrace either of those extremes. And you're right. I think he made a mistake. But, you know, obviously he didn't get a uh, uh, apology from President Biden who's a Democrat. He, he should. That's for sure. Yeah, he should have. And Biden, you know, shouldn't have played politics with the Rittenhouse case the way he did. Um, so we kind of boxed Rittenhouse in and he, Rittenhouse is only 18 years old. He probably isn't the first year he could vote. Yes, it is. 18. Right. <laughs> so except in Chicago. Yes, that's true. And or Antioch. He's up in Antioch, Illinois, I think, or right. something. In the Chicago land area, does Chicago even exist as a place, as a destination? I don't think so. I I have this theory, Bill, and I think you would agree. 
that we should stop talking about the Chicago and we sh- and we- the media should move out to the southwest land, to the southwest side, southwest suburbs, because that's where the, the good people, white, black, Hispanic, Asian, a lot of good people are moving out into our area, Poles, Arabs, all of them. And as long and we have less crime, we have more respect for law. We have hardworking people and we should stop, you know, pandering to the worst part of our society by playing up these ugly headlines all the time of killing and shootings. And that's dizzying. They last uh, this week, they said that uh, that in the first uh, 11 months, the 11 months of this year, there have been twice as many shootings on the Eisenhower Expressway. Than there was all of last year in the Chicago stretch in the Chicago stretch. So Southwest land, that's what we need. Southwest land. You know, we could never get the suburbs together. Could we to create one entity? They're they're far too diverse. Yeah. And I'm not willing to write Chicago off yet, but we have to have better law enforcement in the city of Chicago. If we don't, it's going to go the way of Detroit yeah. and it would be a terrible crime if that were to happen. Yeah, it, it would. I mean, you know, I mean, what happens in Chicago impacts us all. Unfortunately, it's just Absolutely. that Chicago takes our money, but gives us no voice. I mean, they get, they, I pay my money to the state and Chicago sticks its hand out in Springfield and grabs it all <laughs> for its, uh, problems and stuff. So you sure are the soapbox against Chicago today. <laughs> Did you get stuck with one of those red I'm, light tickets or something? Well, I, listen, I did drive down uh, Ogden. It was like three months ago. I was going to Manny's restaurant. I drove down Ogden. And uh, about a month later, I got a letter from uh, Lori Lightfoot saying that uh, this was a warning that you were going six miles over the speed <laughs> limit. <laughs> and next time you're going to end up paying like, I don't know, 35 or $40 or whatever it is. I'm saying, you know what? I'm not driving to Chicago ever as much as I love Manny's. I'm not going there anymore. I'm, I just don't trust it. It's bad enough. I got to risk my life going through some bad neighborhoods, you know, and you're right. We have to support the police. We need more police. We need to empower them, not undermine them. Do you think all these cases are hurting the police department? You know, all these, the way these stories, you know, the trials that we've seen, the way they've been spun by the media. Do they have an impact on the morale? I think, I think the news media uh, has hurt the police department also. I think that they have highlighted all the uh, the unfortunate uh, bad cops that exist. And they have downplayed, you know, the 99% of the good cops who are working every day, putting their life on the line. Once again, it, it, it's slanted. They, they slanted in order to help out these progressive left-wing groups when they're demonstrating they're supporting them, demonstrating, hoping that they will get whatever they're demonstrating for. Sometimes I really don't know what they're demonstrating for. I'm not so sure they know what they're demonstrating for. I'll tell you something that's really terrible, though. Uh, also, is this uh, smash and grab? Yeah. You know, what's been going on out in San Francisco, uh, in some other places in California. Uh, you know, there's 25, 30 people just to send upon. Uh, places like Neiman Marcus, Nordstrom, uh, 
break in, steal whatever they want to steal, and out the door they go. Something has to be done about that. And I don't understand how we ever got to that point in society that people would feel confident enough to be able to do something like that without the police, uh, you know. Well, look at the trend. Look at the trend in uh, predominantly Democratic areas where the law enforcement and and, uh, the judicial system, let's say, not law enforcement, not the police, but the state's attorneys like Cook County. Uh, This guy that drove his truck into all those people that were uh, in Waukesha at the Christmas parade, I think it was, or Thanksgiving parade or holiday parade. Uh, killing how many people? Five, I think, including a little I kid. Six now, unfortunately. He, that guy had a bad record. He, why was he even out on the street? Look, look at Cook County. Uh, you know the state's attorney here, Kim Fox. You know it used to be that if you stole over five hundred dollars, you were prosecuted. They ran you up the rail, and you know, and then you were punished. Now she raised the limit to a thousand dollars. So, and and it. It's only and the police say that they can they'll only really charge you with the serious crime if it's more than a thousand dollars. And if it's going to be a felony where you really get in trouble, you have to do it more than 10 times where you've been <laughs> caught and charged 10 times. So that's and if someone is caught and charged 10 times, I'm going to assume they've done this 50 times um, so that if I were a criminal, I'd be thinking. Why am I in California? Why don't I just come to Chicago or Cook County? Because these are real problems and and it's a magnet for crime. I think that's one of the messages, you know, going out why the crime rate is so high in Chicago. It's like a big billboard that says, you know what? You're not going to be punished as hard here as you will someplace else. Well, I remember when the riots were occurring last uh, summer and uh, there were groups attacking uh, stores on Michigan Avenue. I understand the police were told just to stand down, yes. uh, get involved. Yeah, they were. I, I have, you know, I obviously am Middle Eastern and I have close ties to the Arab American community, but 10 Arab American stores in Chicago were looted, destroyed, and two of them were burned down. And the owners, these are Americans. I mean, they pay their taxes. They bought law-abiding citizens. Um, and it wasn't because they were Arab. It just happens that I know them so I can get their story from them. They said that in every case, the police were there and the police said the mayor has told them to don't confront the looters unless it's a serious situation where it might be life threatening. So they watched as their store was looted. And one of them sent me photos of the looters. <laughs> you think any of those guys got prosecuted? No, they just said, you know. They just needed to let out some steam. Oh, and that's the problem. Nobody was taking it serious. Well, we better start taking it serious uh, because more and more people leaving the city of Chicago all the time. More and more African-Americans leaving the city of Chicago. That's why their representation in the Chicago City Council is going to be decreased by at least one ward and perhaps by two. Wow. Wow. In the remap. Of yes. the wards and stuff. And yeah. you know why? And the left and the media are really doing a disservice to contribute to this crime problem by not taking it seriously. They're not taking it seriously enough. They report the crime. They express how disgusted they are by the crime. But what they're not doing is saying, 
we need to do something to stop the crime. You know, they're not really saying what we're saying. You need to empower the police. You need to give them the strength. I would rather have a police officer make a, a excessive judgment and grab an innocent person, not kill them, but arrest somebody who is innocent than to have them not arrest somebody who you know is guilty. And what we're, you know, it just for the safety of everybody, we have to be tough and we have to send a signal that crime shouldn't pay. And the only payment will come out of their, you know, their uh, freedom that these criminals yeah. should be put away. And if they get thrown into a crappy prison and they don't have that many rights, that's their problem, right? Why do we care? We don't, we don't have any prisons like that in this country. We don't, right? No. Treat them Most like we the treated. Treat them like we Go treated ahead. those terrorists at Guantanamo. You know, why should we treat these criminals any better? I know I'm going a little far, but I'm trying to make the point. The, the point I'm trying to make is we're you too soft. It. Well, no, we're too soft. Obviously, I didn't support Guantanamo personally, but I'm trying to say that we're too soft. We've gone so far to the left as far as we've gone to the right. You know, we've gone the same distance and that's wrong. We need to bring it back to the center. We need the common sense and we need to punish people when they deserve to be punished. And that's why I was happy that this uh, uh, Arbery, this jogger trial, uh, this killing of this poor man who was shot by these three people ended the way it did. Um, well, those three people, those three people, I think, were fueled by this partisan anger um, and they shot and killed the guy for no reason other than a stereotype. And they thought, you know, no facts. Um, and they were not being threatened. If they were being threatened, it might be a different story, but they weren't being threatened. No, they were not. Well, and listen, your column, uh, we're talking with the Southwest News Herald, and it should be coming out. I will, people who uh, watch the uh, Southwest News newspaper group, the regional news, the uh, Des Plaines Valley News, uh, the Southwest News Herald, all great papers, um, they should be running your column uh, right from the middle, which yes. they can see it online at suburbanchicagoland.com, but uh, hopefully they'll be coming out in print and people will be able to read that. We need another centrist. I, and I don't look at you as a conservative. You know, when I look at you, I think of you as being someone in the center, you know, common sense, smart attitude. You can go both sides of the center just as you did on this Arbery case, you know, people would have thought that because we're a little conservative, you know, Democrats, Reagan Democrats, that uh, we were against the court ruling, but we know the jury ruling, but we're oh, not. It, it's justice. Definitely. I want to wish everybody, including you, Raymond, a very happy Thanksgiving. You too, Bill, you and your family, everybody. I hope you guys have a great Thanksgiving and don't turn on those Christmas lights until Thanksgiving is over. Okay. I will definitely not do that. <laughs> There's a tendency, right, to turn Christmas into a cash register sale instead I'm, I'm, of the importance of, of Christmas. Right. A lot of people uh, think of it that way. There's no question about it. Yeah. So we should we should do it anyway. I, you, I, I'm looking forward to Thanksgiving um, and we wish everybody out there a great Thanksgiving. Absolutely. Happy Thanksgiving. And uh, we have enough time to wish them a Merry Christmas when the time comes. Yeah, we certainly do. All right, I'm Ray Hanania. I'm Bill Lipinski. And we'll be back next week. 
You've been listening to Ray Hanania on politics. I am Ray Hanania, and I appreciate you uh, listening to my views and my opinions about major topics. Um, as you know, I read about mainstream and Middle East issues. This is my mainstream politics. My website is Hanania.com. If you want more information, please visit there. Thank you so much for listening.